Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we're the authors of Prison Dad, a series of comedic science fiction short stories. And today we're here to celebrate... Valentine's Day. Which are talking about some science fiction lovers. Yes, and some horror. Yes, and some horror. Science fiction, horror, fantasy, lovers. And let's start with talking about Han Solo and Princess Leia. This is one of my favorite love stories, but it clearly is a little problematic. Yeah. So, in A New Hope, there's not a whole lot of chemistry there. No. And, and there's, probably about, there's probably about a 10-year age gap, I, I think. Something. Yeah, yeah, Han's definitely older than Leia. We talked about this in our last worldly. podcast because yeah. we were we were talking about how Han's probably like thirty ish when yep. when uh you know they they go to rescue Leia from the Death Star mm-hmm. and Leia's supposed to be like sixteen, like Luke. Yeah, they're kids, but she's you know very focused on her she's goals in life, mm-hmm. and she's all about the rebellion. So this guy shows up and he's kind of cute, but she doesn't really have the time. He's kind of a cowboy. He's a troublemaker. Scruffy-headed nerf herder. But yeah, you know she knows he's trouble. He's not going to be the safe. Han's bet. motivated by money because when right. they show up in the Death Star and they're trying to figure out how to get out. And Luke's like, she's rich. Right. And then, you know, Han's eyes, you know, light up the cartoon dollar signs. Pretty much. But then he meets her and he's like, this is a spitfire gal. She does not take no for an answer. But then, you know, we, we start to see the tension really starting to boil on in Empire, though. Right. They're on the base and, you know, there's all the, oh, you're worship. And... She accidentally smooches her brother. Which yeah. She doesn't know it's her brother to so try to make it, Han Does jealous. that make it okay? Well, yeah. She probably maybe realized in that moment, like, this feels weird. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Unlike Cersei But she Lannister, did it to make Han like, jealous. Yeah. She absolutely did it only to make Han jealous. Right. And Even that's... though Luke, you know, has the one moment where he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, he, puts but... his, yeah he puts his hands up. Yep. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Even Chewie mocks him. Be like, yeah, that's pretty much. That's my Chewie. That's as good as I get with the Chewie. Chewie. So, um, you know, so we, we see them... You know, making out and they get cock blocked by three PO. Right. In the on the Falcon when they're in that big giant worm thing. I should probably know the name of it. No, mm-hmm. I don't know that they gave it a name. It's got an, everything has, has a name. Yeah, that's true. So But then but then, you know, the relationship matures. At the end she of Empire she says, I love you and he says I, I know because originally he was supposed to say I love you back, but right. then he yeah, ad libbed, the, which the is famous the best ad ever of all time, right. Yeah. But you know, he knows because he also knows that he loves her at that point. And right. then, you know, when she goes and saves him in Jedi, it's pretty much cemented. Someone they, who loves you. Yeah, that they are gonna, you know, be together and mm-hmm. Obviously, they had their ups and downs in their relationship, as we see in The Force Awakens. You know, things didn't work out no. as, as evenly as we had hoped no. for our heroes, but they still love and respect each other, mm-hmm. um, even There's up There's a big, the end. big hug, you know, they're yeah. you know, upset about their kid and stuff, you know. So, there was building chemistry. There was, like, no chemistry in the first one. It's building chemistry in the second one. Third one, it's established. They're totally space-boinking. Okay, well, that's a new term. What would you say? Remember, I can bleep you out. No, I'm not saying anything, <laughs> my friend. But, it, you know, in the end, I would say that at least they probably turned out to be a successful love story, even though yeah. it was imperfect. I think that right. they continued to love and respect each other all the way to the end. Yeah, I think so, too. Unlike Anakin and Padme, now, let, next up. Let's let's talk about Anakin and Padme. Okay, so when, when we first meet them, Padme's like 16, and Anakin's like 10. 
So it pretty much would be like me being interested in someone I babysat for, which is just creepy. That's really creepy, yeah. yeah. So then years pass, and then she meets Anakin again. And then he stalks her. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much stalking her. Stalking around, and out. then she's like stuck in this cabin in the middle of you know, Naboo with him. And then they talk about sand. Yeah. Feeling. Then they fall in love. I guess. And there's but that I weird really part. I believe that. I, they, they had terrible chemistry. You know, because then, then he, like, freaks out and he kills all the sand people. And he comes back, he's like, I slaughtered them all. And then they see, oh, something wrong with Obi-Wan. She's like, well, let's go into space together after you just killed all these people. Let's just fly away. Yeah, and Padme was a little, you know... I don't know. She had some issues to work out. And um, then in in Revenge of the Sith, Padme is like barely in it. She's like hidden away she's in like this apartment. Hugely pregnant. Yeah. So clearly they had some trysting in between. Even though Anakin was not supposed to be trysting at all, so he's on the you know he's already kind of on the dark side. of There's things. a scene in the what I what I consider the the real Clone Wars cartoons. They were the ones that were on Cartoon Network. They were like five or ten minutes like a piece, and they were aired like like once a week. So. Um, it's easier to watch them now that they're out. So this is not the ABC Family CG cartoons. These were like the the drawn ones. These are, were really good. But there's one scene in those in the second in the second set of those where it's like Anakin and Padme. They go into this place and then the light turns off, and you're just assuming that you know something spicy happens. But then you know. Yeah, so when you get around to, like, Revenge of the Sith, he's jealous, he's controlling, yeah. Oh, yeah. he wants to know where she is all the time, right. he doesn't like her ideas, he doesn't really want to hear her out, nope. He everything has to be his uh-huh. way or the highway, oh, yeah. and then he becomes abusive oh, to yeah. the point where he chokes her out, Yeah. and then he thinks that he's the one that killed her, oh, yeah. but, you know, I guess it's supposed to be that she died of a broken heart. My friend at work, Zach, always makes the joke that, like, hey, you got your legs chopped off and one of your arms? Well, that's fine. We'll just, you know, make you into a robot and you'll live <laughs> for years. Oh, you're having a baby? Oh, I'm sorry. You just nope, get to die. No, nope, good to we die. Can't, we can't fix that. Bye-bye. So, you know, yeah, I mean, so it goes from a weird pedophile relationship, you know, a little bit of teacher-student weirdness, uh, and then you got stalker situation, then to an abusive prick, and then she dies. So that clearly is not a successful love story. No. Padme, you know, you should really have thought twice right. about that relationship. Yeah. You should have gone for Obi-Wan. Someone your age. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Obi-Wan. I mean, yeah. uh, Obi-Wan probably wouldn't have broken the code. I still don't think Ray's his daughter. But no, I don't think he, she is either. I, I, I think, think he's by the books Jedi, yeah. you know, Obi-Wan. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd go with that. So uh, flipping the coin to Star Trek, you know, you, uh, Kirk, you know, did Kirk really believe in love? I don't know. He believed in tail. He believed in a lot of alien tail, you know. Um, but Picard was so much more nuanced and emotional. <sighs> he was a Renaissance Complex. man. Yes. Yeah. So there, there's, you know, Picard had lovers, but not as not nearly as many as as Kirk. There's one that stands out in my mind. It's an episode called Lessons, and this uh, commander comes on board. She's a scientist. Her name's Nella Darren, and, you know, they fall in love. And what I love about this episode is that it's Picard trying to do his duties as captain, and he's, like, smitten. So he's, like, head over heels, and then, like, you know, another ensign walks into the turbo lift, and he's like, get me those reports immediately, you know? Like, go back to straight, you know, JLP. So that that, that was something, you know, I, I saw interesting, because, you know... Janeway met some alien tale along the way. You know, Cisco was really hung up on his wife, and then he went to the bizarre world, and there was, you know, there was his wife was there. 
in the bizarre world, and then um, they introduce a new love for for Cisco at the end there of the freighter captain. I can't remember her name, but that JLP that was that was a good love story. And then you know we see in the in the finale of Next Generation, him and Doctor Crusher were married at some point, but then they never went down that path in the movies. And who knows the Star Trek timelines all all sorts of crazy. They do whatever they want, right? We'll probably be talking about that soon because we're going to do a podcast of Star Wars versus Star Trek. Yes, and way way, way in. We have clearly defined lines of who's most favored on each side of the fence. So I'm a Hope- Trekkie, and I'm damn proud of it. And I'm a Star Wars nerd. Yep, you love Jar Jar. Maybe. Anyway, maybe that's for another week. So let's talk. Let's talk Superman. Clark Kent and Lois Lane. You know, I love me some Clark Kent slash Superman. There's a great line in um, Mallrats where Jason Lee says that you know. That Superman can't ever bang Lois Lane. Unless he, you know, the only person he could ever bang was Wonder Woman. And then he'd have to use a kryptonite condom that would kill him. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, probably realistically. But um, I guess it was in Superman 2 where, um, you know, he does have spicy times with Lois. But he... then he makes her forget it at the end. Mm-hmm. Which I absolutely love that scene um, in the in the movies from the 80s. Um where, you know, he makes that her forget. Maybe 70s. Yeah, it could have been 70s. Where so. he makes her forget because she's crying about how much she loves him and she doesn't know how she's supposed to not And love he takes him his powers away for her. Because, yeah, he takes yeah. his powers away and then she realizes that she can't ask him to do that because then that makes him weak and his job is to defend the world. Yeah. So, she, you know, she realizes that she has to give him up and she's crying. She knows, like, it's so painful for her to let go of him and it's painful for him too, but in a moment of just absolute like love and respect for her, he makes her forget that they were ever in love and she goes back to being Lois and demanding a cheeseburger at 9am. <laughs> she see this look on his face because he's still heartbroken, you know, and, and a minute ago, like she was too. Um, and I just really love that, but you know, it's kind of doomed. Like she knows that she can't really have him the way that she wants to have a relationship with someone right. as a human. And he knows he can't really be with her the way that he wants to be because his job is to defend the world. So right, it's a good love story. No, but it's Metropolis, yeah, most Metropolis. of the world. Yeah, it was the world. In the Superman yeah. One. So if we if we look at expanded universe Superman now, the Brandon Routh is in the same continuum as as the Christopher Reeves uh, stories, and that's when you know you learn that Lois had a kid. You know. When Superman was, you know, when when he was Clark Kent, and when and he then she, got, his and then she got married away. to Cyclops, but yeah. she doesn't really want to be with him because no. nobody wants to be with Cyclops. Nobody does. I don't know what happened to that James Marsden guy. I feel bad for him. Every time he's in a movie, he's always the guy that the chick doesn't really want to be. Even with. Even in X Men Three, yeah, she killed him. Yep. Yeah, she totally Spoiler just alert, killed. They killed, killed Cyclops. Cyclops. Cyclops was my hero as a kid because I'm like legally blind. I know. So like, you know, but he's such a dick. Eh, <laughs> he just is jealous of Wolverine, which now, he wouldn't be. Right. Now, now, uh, talking Smallville, what was interesting about Smallville is they didn't introduce Lois until maybe the fifth season or something like that. They had Clark pining after Lana. Lana, Superman 3, you know, when he goes back to Smallville, you know, then, then, you know, that's where Lana is in in those movies. But Lana was the main, the main love interest in, in Smallville. And then Lana left to go do a movie or something like that. And then it was like... Lois was like, okay, we're dating. Like Dick Clark. <laughs> well, that's Lois. She knows what she wants and she tries to go get it. I am just saying that I think it would be awesome if Tom Wellington shows up on uh, Supergirl as Superman, which is the rumor. 
It's That'd just a rumor. Fun. It's supposed to. Be, it's just a rumor, though. So we'll we'll see where they go with that. I think that'll be awesome because she's always texting him. She's oh, always that's texting cool. Him. He's like, "Yeah, what's up, cuz? You Aww. save you save more from aliens over there in uh, <laughs> wherever she is. I can't remember the name of the city. Tiny now. town instead of small though. You're funny. Yeah, yes. no. Supergirl is a great show. All right. So the next couple we want to talk about. Is Sarah Connor? Yes. And Kyle Reese. Mm-hmm. I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. No, 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 no you are. not in this soundboard or not because because you try to kill her. Yeah, Arnold. Uh huh. But yeah, I'm I mean, so your shenanigans. Kyle, who saw a picture of Sarah and fell in love with her from the picture and from hearing about her from her son, so that's weird. But okay. But he didn't. And technically, know. he's younger than her son. So again, we have this weird like pedophile thing going on. But that's all right. We'll let it go because Sarah didn't know him. You know, she wasn't like hanging out with at least there's rules of time travel here yeah it's not like anakin and padme yeah there's there's time travel you know going on here so you know they weren't together all that long no but they loved a lifetime in a few hours as sarah says that's true (laughs) that's true when she's like she never really moves on for her son no her relationship became Preventing John Judgment Day. Dying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and preventing Yeah, and training John Day. and stuff yeah. like that. Which she did kind of mess up with, you know, because she was in the mental hospital and John was, you know. Well, that's because she knew what was going to happen in the future and nobody wanted to believe her. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, she really, it's like a Greek myth type thing going yeah, on there. Yeah, it's true, it's true. But, you know, yeah, for, for one day, you know, John John knew that was his dad. John yep. obviously knew his mom, you know, so yep. they knew... They knew so what was going knows, on. Yeah, so he knows when he meets him later on in life, like, hey, little kid, you're my dad. So yeah. that's confusing. But hey. Um, but, uh, you know, she really did. I really do feel like they loved each other and he appreciated her. And it seemed like the dude she was trying to date from 1980s version of Match.com or whatever. <laughs> that, those relationships weren't going anywhere because they were, like, standing her up. So, you know. She did the best she could, but they were kind of doomed because he obviously had to save her over everything else. So. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So that, that's um, a that's a good example of those yeah. lovers. Yeah. But at least you know, so far we've been talking about somewhat you know messed Positive. up but, but healthy relationships. Yeah, yeah people trying, part. except for Anakin. Had no, it. yeah, everyone else but, is trying uh, the positive. Let's talk about something negative. Someone who's not trying at no. all, which is Laura Palmer. No, in Peaks. Let's face it, Laura Palmer got around. Laura Palmer was doing it with anybody that came yeah. near her, uh-huh. you know, and all of them were really unhealthy relationships, mostly oh, yeah. because, as it turned out, she was boinking her dad, yes, who she thought was actually some psychopath named Bob, who right. didn't really ever exist, but no. it was just a weird, you know, formation yeah. that she created in her head. We're talking about Twin Peaks, if you're not following along yeah, here. Yeah, to uh, prevent herself from realizing what was really going on, but, you know, she had a relationship with Bobby, and that was a hot mess, because uh-huh. he was like a drug addict, and, mm-hmm. you know, very manipulative, but she didn't really care about him, no. and then she was in love with James, but... Mm-hmm. That was bad, too, because he was, like, a little sad, sick puppy dog, and so she, like, abused him emotionally because Mm -hmm. she could get away with it, and I don't know, and then she was, like, having lesbian relationships with other people that she wasn't very nice to, and... And she was sleeping with that weird guy that had the cabin out in the woods and doing whatever he had her do, and... So, anyway, Laura Palmer, she was a hot mess. She was the kind of lady... That you don't want to talk to at a party. Because yeah. if you get involved with her, bad things are going to happen Bad, to you, yeah. And you might have been she accused for her murder. And a lot of people didn't like the movie, Firewalk With Me. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was messed up. It was totally messed up. But, like, it was, like, so interesting to me to just see the flip side 
you know, like that, like that was the first real like prequel I can think of, like like watching, like you know, right. like, you're just seeing the complete. Well, it's, you know, because the show was so interesting because you wanted to know like who was this girl and and what happened to her, but she was dead the whole time. Yeah. So when you saw the movie, it like brought her alive and said like, well, this is who this girl was. This yeah. is How messed up and depraved and lonely and just sad and confused she really was before she, you know, her life ended. So it was just. You know, it was really heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking enough to think about a teenage girl that lost her life, but then when you see, like, what she was actually going through on a daily basis, like, it was brutal. Not good for beans. No, no. Now, let's talk about, let's talk, let's go back to positive, and let, let's talk about Lost, and let's yep. talk about Penny and Desmond. Penny and Desmond. You know? You know. So, season two of Lost is so interesting because, you know, if you watched it in, you know, a lot of people are, you know, binge it now, but you know, I, I watched Lost when when it was on. Mm-hmm. So the whole first season, you're like, "What's in the hatch? What's in the hatch?" And then you know, right there, boom! Like beginning of the first you know, episode of the second season, that you know, you meet Desmond. Then you don't meet him again until the end of season two. Yeah. And that's when he brings up like Penny, and you learn that Penny's, Penny's been looking for him. And his dad and her dad her, is the most evil person right. that ever existed in the world, because he's like. Donald Trump, but Satan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, much. Donald Trump kind of is. Satan. Yeah, you're yeah, right. He really you're right. Is. He's I orange. Just a so he's like, yeah. he's like kind of red. Yes, he's that's true. He's more orange red. mocha cappuccino. Nah. <laughs> but anyway, Penny certainly did love Desmond, and Desmond absolutely loved Penny. And I can still make my sister laugh whenever I call her on the phone and I say, "I love you, Penny. <laughs> Penny, I love you." Um, but, you know, they had a sort of a doomed story because her father did not want them to be together. So he did, did everything, including seclude him on a weird island that doesn't really exist in the normal time-space continuum no. just to keep him away from her daughter, which is pretty intense. That's, you know? yeah, that's, that's worse that's, than Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. You know? Just because he was, you know, he wasn't rich. Right. All those richers. You know, F. Scott Fitzgerald said the very rich are very different from us. And then uh, Hemingway said, yeah, because they have money. Nah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, uh, you know, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind kind of goes on, you know, a, a theme we're going to talk about. Of, well, I guess it's soulmates, right? Yeah. It's soulmates. So in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Joel, which is Jim Carrey's character, um, you know, he's got his mind wiped of this girl. Because she did it first. Yeah. So he's trying to copy her. Um, I love this movie. It makes it's me so good. cry when I watch it, but I absolutely love it because I think it really just shows you, like, you know, how how much it sucks to have your heart broken and everybody's been there. But then, like, the idea of erasing all of that as if that's going to make your life better. And it doesn't because it just no. creates holes that you just want to fill again. And right. you see with Kirsten Dunn's character and that she she had her mind wiped to forget, you know, her relationship with the doctor. And then she just wanted that relationship back again. Yeah. Um, you know, and same thing with, with Clementine, you know, you have, um, Frodo trying to pretend. Yeah. Kate Winslet. Frodo trying to pretend that he's the guy that she's supposed to be with. Right. He watched all the tapes and knows what Joel did to sort of woo her, but it's not, it's not genuine, which it was when, 
when it was Joel and Clementine and you know they suffered of just being a normal couple and and having their own heartbreaks that they brought into the relationship and not really knowing sort of how to heal each other but at the end of the day there's a lot of love there and Mm -hmm. I think you know you got to own your demons and you got to own your pain and you can't erase it at the end of the day. We, we see this soulmates theme across a, a couple other movies and TV shows uh, currently on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. If anybody's watching Legends of Tomorrow, because it's freaking awesome. Uh, you know, you had Hawkman and Hawkgirl. You know, they're, you know, constantly reborn and, um, you know, kindred spirits, I guess. You know, soulmates. And they, they keep finding each other throughout time because she's dating the Flash when you first meet her. And then he shows up, he's like, uh, well, we're kind of like, you know, from uh, ancient Egypt, and, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of meant to be together. Poor yeah. Barry. There's he's a always book the short end of the stick. by Amber Shares called My Name is Memory, which is kind of that theme, too. Yeah. If anybody's interested in reading as well as watching movies, it's really good. It's a supernatural love story where, you know, someone travels through time to keep finding his true love. Oh, We yeah. saw that in, um, you know, it wasn't a great movie, but uh, Hancock was was a movie. Will mm-hmm. Smith and, um, oh, what's her name? Uma. And Uma, they were both, you know, like, same thing. They're aliens, but they were they would find each other over and over and over again. And yeah. then uh, you would. Um, Lady Hawk is another movie that I would recommend um, if you like that kind of love story because uh, it's Michelle Pfeiffer and Rutger Hauer, and they have a situation where she was a lady who fell in love with a knight, and you know there was a jealous sort of sorcerer um, that didn't want her to be with a knight, so he put a spell on both of them that she becomes a hawk for most of the day and he becomes a wolf for most of the night. So they can only be together for that sort of hour between you know before dawn and um, why spend time talking they just get to business yeah matthew broderick gets to squire them around the rest of the time but it's kind (laughs) of a really beautiful tragic love story um here's another tragic yeah so there's a couple tragic love stories so next is edward scissorhands and kim i mean so he's like this lonely creature that was created you know, by this inventor up on a mountain in this town, and he finally gets to be around other people, and he falls in love with Winona Ryder character, Kim. But, I mean, this is just never going to work, because even just physically, it's a disaster. Like, they can't even get to second base without him, like, slicing and dicing. So you just know it's never going to work, but she loves him for her whole life, and he loves her and makes snow, even though he has to hide and seclude himself from people. He doesn't make the snow. It's not frozen. Well, you cre- No, he creates it from making his ice, ice sculptures, yeah. and then the snow comes down. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, I don't know. I love that story, but it is it is really sad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then we have Winona recurring again oh, right. with Mina and Dracula, which is mm-hmm. another story about, you know, loves coming back over time. Um, but it's not really a healthy relationship in this case because, look, Dracula was in love with his wife. He secludes himself for years and just kills tons of people. Then he decides, hey, I'm going to move to London. Who knows why? I mean, he's like an old man with crazy man buns and a red cape and all this kind of stuff. I don't know why he thought he'd want to live in London. It was certainly way before Elton John was around, so he didn't. he wouldn't have fit in. But basically, you know, he has Jonathan Harker come out to his house and he sees that Jonathan Harker has a picture of his beloved, you know, that he carries with him. And guess who the beloved looks like? Oh, that's right. His long dead bride, Elizabeth. So Drac just assumes that she's going to have the same personality and be the same woman that he loved because she looks like her. 
So he pretty much kidnaps her fiancé and keeps him in this castle where he's getting molested and fed upon by these vampire brides that he's taken in the meantime. Meanwhile, Drac hightails it over to London where he proceeds to kill her best friend and then attempt to turn her into a blood-sucking fiend. Um... That's Sounds logical. Not, yeah, I mean that's not really what you want. No, out of, oh no, out it's of not. The oh yeah, love right, of your not. life, you know. And then, <laughs> and then he has to leave her because he's a monster, and you know he sort of realizes he doesn't really want her to be a monster too. Right. But uh, it's a you know it's a pretty sad tale. And yeah. Mina got the short end of the stick with that one. Then Tot- she's got to go back to Jonathan Harker, who's a really colossal bore, <sighs> bad bad English accent, and a really wor- even worse wig. But. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping on the classic... Classic love stories. Um, so then you have Frankenstein and Elizabeth. This is a messed up story to you. Yeah. So first she was supposed to be his adopted sister. All right. Then, you know, she becomes his girlfriend. Oh my. When he's away at college, you know, spicing it up. Um, and then on their wedding night, she becomes the bait to attract his monster progeny. Because Frankenstein, as much as he's into Elizabeth, he's really into conquering death. Like he's obsessed and focused, and that's what he cares about more than anything else. So after people in his family have died, he decides that he's not going to put up with death anymore and creates a creature out of dead body parts that he brings back to life. Metal. Frankenstein's monster. And so Frank comes back, and he kills Elizabeth on her wedding night because he wants some tail, too, you know? And he figures if it's good enough for Dad, it's got to be good enough for me. (laughs) So poor Elizabeth gets reincarnated as this sort of horrible abomination of dead flesh that's reanimated <laughs> and she loathes herself so much that she you know just goes into a screaming fit and then sets herself on fire so you know i can i can understand that because i had a couple of bad relationships in college that made me want to set myself on fire i never went that far but i see where she's going with that um clearly frankenstein could not give her the love that she deserved because he was way too self-absorbed and obsessed with conquering death so that was not. That wasn't a good relationship. No, no. Uh, go, going back to positive for a second here. I I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Avatar. Um, I felt like it would really. You know, the whole Pocahontas thing is is really funny because it really is the, the same story. But you know, it was a cool looking movie at the time. And here's the weird thing: is that it's been. It's coming up on seven years. Just right around now, I think it came out like seven years. Um, and it's really left like no impact. Like at the time, there were all those people that Avatars. you know, yeah, they're like kidding. That's not what they were called, but that's what I called them. <laughs> that like you know, I want to move there. I want to go live on this planet. Blah blah blah. Like, um, it's a movie. Get over yourself. But yeah. you know, it's been so long since this came out that you know, it, it, people, a lot of people have like forgotten about it. But you know, between Jake and um, whatever Zoe's, Niteria yeah, Nateri, that's it, yeah, um. It was kind of a it was kind of a cool believable love story in my opinion because you know he was the That's outsider. Zoe Saldana is awesome. She is always love her awesome. At all times. Yeah. <laughs> so you know because you had you know he wasn't even the you know he wasn't even he couldn't even breathe on the planet you know the air was like toxic to him so he's yeah but oh. <laughs> You know, like, they never even met, like, you know, face-to-face kind of thing, you know, until, like, the end, you know. But they they definitely had this, you know, relationship where they, you know, they, they she didn't like him at first, he liked her, and then they, you know, it was growing and growing and growing, and, you know, and they really, you know, the end, you know, they got together, and 
I thought it was, you know, kind of believable. As weird, you know, the planet was cool. Yeah. Just the story was kind of predictable. Yeah. yeah. Sigourney Weaver. I don't know. She's always awesome. She, how do you smoke in an all-oxygen environment, you know? That always, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of weird stuff going on in that movie I didn't really understand. But hey, that's all right. It's James Cameron. They're making like four more. Does whatever he wants. Yep. Guess what? There was enough space on that door, Leo. FYI. Just making a Titanic reference there. Kate Kate admitted to it as well. (laughs) Recently on a talk show. Um, anyway, then the last one that we were going to talk about. Well, we have a couple more. Oh, yeah, we can, we can talk, can talk about, about more. more. Yeah. Uh, next up, we were going to talk about, uh, the lovely relationship that Joaquin Phoenix had with his phone. In, in the movie Her. Her. Now, we thought this movie was, was fun. Yeah. I, I thought it was hysterical. I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it. was definitely it. very quirky and a lot weirder than I thought it was going to be, but also interesting. So Joaquin um, Phoenix falls in love with his, his cell phone operating system. Because he's so lonely that he was literally calling 1-800 lines where a woman said to him, hit me with that dead cat. Yeah. I mean, that's how yeah. desperate this man's life was. That, yeah. that was his alternative, was listening to crazy women. But it's not even like, like when you call one of those numbers, I'm, I'm under the impression that I, I've never done it. Me but I, I'm under the impression that they, they pretty much do whatever you want. But now this woman's telling him to hit, hit her with a dead cat. Like, yeah. You're he, probably just, paying like $10 a minute for this. For and, that kind of disturbing garbage. Yeah. Wow. So, of course, I had to make fun of it in one of my stories. Yes, um, there's a story in volume two Yes. called Rear Entry Window. Yes, where, where I make fun of that scene. Yeah. Bless. But anyway, um, her was interesting because he was just such a really lonely guy that he fell in love with his operating system on his phone, who is obviously voiced by the lovely Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it had the, the tropes of a standard romantic comedy because the night after they have sex, which was weird because really they were just jacking it. Well, he was and she's a phone. Um, <laughs> that's weird. He decides that he needs space because he's not ready for a real relationship, which right. is just weird because it's his phone. It's you phone. can't get away from her. No. And then he you becomes obsessed. You have to call obsessed. your parents at some point. You know, yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, you know, it's like check in your work email, that right, kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, she had really had a lockdown mm-hmm. this whole life. Um, you know, but then he becomes obsessed with her, and she sort of realizes that she wants to be a, a larger consciousness. Right. And at the end, he has to let her free because if you love someone, sometimes you have to let them free, but or you can so... always cage them in your basement. Um, I'm sorry. What is that? Not a reasonable alternative. <laughs> Next time you ask me to go into the basement, I think I might send Logan or something. I totally don't even have a basement. Nor do I have a pit (laughs) or a dog named Precious, but (laughs) these things can be remedied with time. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's our friend Ryan's favorite love story is between James Gum and Precious. (laughs) He would have me. Uh, Hellraiser was another one. Yeah, so this is a really sick love story. So yeah. you got this lady, Julia, who's married to this really nice man and has a stepdaughter who she really could care less about. But her husband has a really evil brother named Frank who accidentally sells his soul to the devil. Whoopsies! And then he comes back as, like, this dead hunk of flesh that has no flesh on it. I mean, he's pretty much just, like, the insides under your skin and he's all bloody and gross. And so Julia, for whatever reason... You know, she loves Frank, which is scary, because, yipes, that man does not look good, and I, and he does not seem like a nice person. But she loves him, so she goes out and brings him home, you know, men that she picks up on the street, and then Frank eats them, and he becomes more and more sort of humanoid. 
but that's a messed up love story, you know? You should not, you know, you should not have to, like, kill other people to keep your love alive. Oh. I think that's an important note. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. And it's also gross. I'll write that down. And she, like, tries to hook up with him, and he's all gross and bloody. But mm. anyway, whatever. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, it's totally gross. Did you, did you want to talk about um, Sookie Stackhouse? Yeah, so, I mean... We can separate books, this into two different things. So here's the thing. In the books, I really liked Sookie so much more, and that's what my dog is named after, not after TV show Sookie, who really made me mad. Um, <laughs> in the books, Sookie was her own person. She wanted to fall in love, but she knew she had some limitations because she could read everyone's thoughts, and it's really hard to have a relationship when it's you tough. know what the other person's thinking, yeah. and they don't even get a chance to like reframe it in a way that no. might make you happy. Um, There's crazy stuff going around in my so, head all the time. I know, yeah. I know. No, you don't know. No, I'm you glad don't I don't know. know nah. Maybe we wouldn't be best friends anymore. I don't know. I don't know. There's dead hookers up there. You know I'm going to run. They're not up there. They're in the quarry. Right. Yeah, so yeah. You're yelling at me for having people in my basement pit. I mean, I don't have... Ah, basement no, pit. no basement pit. There's no basement no, pit. No, no basement pit. But anyway... We're going to jail. Um, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so in the in the books, you know, Suki dated a lot, but she learned a lot about herself, and in the end, she ends up with Sam, which I think was appropriate, because Sam was a good guy. He was her best friend, and he always loved her and supported her, mm-hmm. and she always got super jelly when he had a girlfriend. Yeah. And he was a stable, caring person on like the crazy vampires that she tried to date no right, yeah you know and the show, a vampire probably is better. i don't know what the hell was going on because she was like obsessed with bill at the end which in the book she wasn't because he had betrayed her and Sookie was true to herself and bill kind of pieced out in like the fourth book and was like because, barely yeah. a character but but they... he broke her heart and she was like i'm done with you like yeah. get another bite of the apple on like tv Sookie, who was like i need a boyfriend I can't be by myself because that's pathetic. I and women should always have a boyfriend. <laughs> and then Bill forces her to kill him because he's a douchebag and she does it anyway and almost loses her powers in the struggle, which is totally lame because then he would have left her defenseless and not at all herself anymore. And then she ends up marrying some mm-hmm. dude who's like in the shadows and nobody even cares about him, which they should totally not have killed off Alcide because he was super hot and she could have married him and it wouldn't have made any difference. But... They screwed up that TV show, and that's all I have to say about that. Who was the other guy in the book that she was with for a while? Quinn? Eric. She wasn't Quinn. Quinn, yeah. Yeah. But Quinn she couldn't be with in the books because he really had to be there for his mother and his sister, and she knew she was always going to come second to them, and she didn't want to put up with that Sorry. He's going to have to bleep that one out. But she didn't. Maybe you could say that. Sookie, in the books, was a tough woman who was true to herself, and... True to her friends and loyal and not cheesy and lame like TV show Suki. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. So if anybody's ever confused about why I named my dog Suki, it is not about the shell of a woman that they created for the TV show. Oh, my. Uh, something I, I always liked was uh, in Firefly, you know, because you had the whole cast and they were doing these things. You know, you had the brother and the sister and, you, you know, Mal, you know, there was a couple episodes and the two episodes where you know there was like his wife who was you know not really his wife and crazy thing but the the relationship i really want to talk about on firefly which i thought was awesome was was zoe and wash because here they are they're married and they're they're on this you know they're they're smugglers and they're you know on this on this ship and like everyone else is like all the crazy things happening around them they still made time for each other now unfortunately in the movie we all know what happens to wash and and you know i pour one out for you buddy but, sad. Yeah, sad. I mean, 
honestly, probably Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru had the best relationship out of anyone. They were don't talk to anybody. Totally happy being lame on their be on the farm. North Ridge by dawn, or they'll be <laughs> hell to pay. Raising their nephew, you know, they were happy though until they got burned to crisps. Yeah, but by the evil empire, right? But, you know, yeah. or maybe Molly and uh, Mister Weasley. They are pretty adorable too. You know, they were always they seem really to make things two together. You know, they had to make money. Yeah. They, they seemed to they loved make, each make other. things. End. They had a whole bunch of kids, mm-hmm. so you know they were having a good time doing oh something. Oh my, Molly Jesus. Weasley. <laughs> But you know, you you look at Harry because you know you kind. I kind of got the impression yeah. in the first in the first like, you know, probably until book five. I really thought it was be Harry Hermione. I know, and now J.K. Rowling says that's what she should have done. And honestly, like, no, you shouldn't have done it. No. I think Hermione and Ron are adorable together. Yeah, and they should be together. But like, I'm not really buying Harry and Ginny because. And I don't know if it's just, like, the actors just didn't have chemistry. Like, it's not Daniel Radcliffe, because when he makes out with Hermione, when they're, like, you know, Voldemort's sort of hallucinations that he creates, there's some, you know, excitement going on there. But every time he kisses Ginny, it's like he's kissing his sister. I don't know if maybe it's just, like, he really felt like, because he watched her grow up, that felt like a sister. But I'm not, I was not getting the intensity yeah. There. No, um, I, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. In the books, yeah, okay, I could buy it, but on the screen, I was well, like, Jin- yeah, I mean, Ginny shows up in the second really book, but it. there's no real interest until the Order of the Phoenix when they're training, right? Yeah. In the room of requirement, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. That's when the chemistry starts to to flicker. Yeah. But you know, I'm not, and I'm not putting anything against the actors. I just don't know that I saw the same amount of chemistry there as I saw between Hermione and Ron, or even Hermione and Harry when they were hallucinations. It is what it is. Do but yeah, t- now J.K. says she would have gone back and done it differently. No, no, don't go back. She's you, not going you, to. You done good. You done good, girl. Yeah, she did. There's a couple people bought that book. I'm just kidding. She sold like a lot of books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just, see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you were no, saying, sarcasm. trying to say like spoiler alert, and I was like, nah, it's a little late for that. A little late it's for that. Been years. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was kidding. Um, yeah, the only other one we were going to bring up was uh, Oscar and Ellie from Let the Right One In, which is just a doomed relationship because, you know, they're little kids that run off together. She's obviously a vampire that's always going to be a little kid, and eventually he's going to grow up and look like a creepy pedophile. So that's not going to work out, guys, but good luck to you, and Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> I always like Josh and Nora's relationship on being human. Oh yeah, that this was is a something good one we brought too. up a couple weeks yeah. ago too. I mean, they're, oh, they're, they were so sweet together. Yeah, we're talking about uh, U.S. being human, not um, not, yeah, not, not the, British I one. I think everybody died in the British one except the ghost or some weirdness. I, don't I have know to finish it. Uh, yeah, I really should. But I'm uh, yeah, put Josh that on my and list Nora on the American version were a really lovely couple. Yeah, you know, because you know he, you know, he scratched her by accident. And then yeah. there was the whole thing where, like, you know, Josh wasn't the wolf anymore, and she still was, and she loved being the wolf, and, you know, he he hated being the wolf. Yeah, and hated parts of himself, too. Right. But they, I love that they were always supportive of each other, that they let each other grow and change. And, yeah. You know? Then mm-hmm. they tried to understand each other's shortcomings. And, yeah. And, you know, and obviously she'd been badly hurt before. And yeah. You know, they they were grateful for each other, and that, that was a good that was a good relationship. I miss that show, I really do. There's a lot of good friendships on that show. Too. Yeah, yeah. Sally was always good, Sally except for that one season. Aiden. But yeah, yeah. Aiden, you know, I, my favorite scenes in that whole show. I think it was on for five years. 
My favorite scenes in the, in the whole thing was when it was just the three roommates hanging out. Yeah. Those are always my favorite. Because there wasn't, like, the vampire drama. There wasn't, like, yeah, Josh Hayden that, being a wolf. The guy that plays the freaking devil and Supernatural and also mm. Jacob Unlocked. Dexter. Yeah, yeah he, was on, he was, like, the He's abusive like always husband. The bad guy. Yeah, speaking of, Dexter. Woo! Dexter and ladies. <sighs> that was bad news, Dex. What? You know. He had... Yeah. He had a, you know... One good thing going, and she got killed by John Lithgow, who's the creepiest mofo ever when he's a bad guy. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. You know, he's great in Harry and the Hendersons, but don't, <laughs> don't, get John, don't get on John Lithgow's bad side because then he goes all Raising Cane and you don't even want to know what might happen to you. Um, you know, so poor Dexter. And then he just dated crazy murderers and stuff after that and had his sister fall in love with him which i have to say i am so impressed with that woman um on that show because she was married to michael c hall for a while yeah bef- and they were divorced because he had you cancer talk- who are you talking about? you talking about the girl from defiance um the one that played his sister oh his sister yeah. oh yeah okay and she had a play in the last season that she was in love with him and that he rejected her but at one point, Jennifer Carpenter. That's it. At yeah. one point, they were married. That had to be so rough. So I give Jennifer Carpenter so many props for all the scenes she did in the last season because that had to be brutal. Um, after they, after yeah. Deb, that's it. Deb, yeah. After they were married in real life, then she had to play, you know, her brother who had been her husband in real life, breaking her heart. Brutal. Yeah, and there was also Batista in the Ingle. No, <laughs> don't talk about Anhel and that horrible beast woman that wore the worst clothes I've ever seen. That was not a good love story. No one should have loved that woman. Her clothes were hideous. They would have blinded people like Medusa. All right, let's wrap this up. So, okay, go see Deadpool. It's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, that looks so rad. That's gonna be. Uh, I love how it's coming out on Valentine's Day. I'm like. Yeah, it's just like my friend Zach's got tickets already. He's like amped to see that. Yeah, looks like a good love story, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So uh, check out our website, and uh, we'll have a new Valentine's themed uh, short story coming out this week. Probably the same yeah. day we launch this podcast. Should be a good so time. on uh, prisondad.com, dot um, Check out our old podcast. Get some free stories. Check out our books. Yeah. And uh, we'll keep doing our thing. And also, if you want to see a good supernatural love story, I really liked Age of Adeline. So I'll just yeah, that, that was a, a one. great one. Yeah, yeah I'll give Got you that. Got some Harrison Ford going on in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good stuff. And the guy that plays him as a young guy is really good, too. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, thanks, everybody. Yeah. And uh, don't date any vampires. Right. It's not a good idea. All right. May the force be with you. <laughs> Till next week. <laughs>